Good evening, folks. It is Wednesday night, and that means that you are listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a few moments will be my lovely co-host, the lovely Lady Laura. Folks, what a week it's been, both personally and professionally, and there is no place that I would rather be than with you good people tonight. Folks, if you'd like to join us, you can call in our studio line, 213-816-1605. That's our studio line. We are also on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at FromTheArmory. Uh, on our Twitter account, you can find the link to uh, all the information you need to find us, our, our website information, our Facebook information, blog talk radio address, all that good stuff, our, our link to our account for iTunes. We are on iTunes. Without further ado, I'd like to bring in the glue that holds this show together, lovely Lady Laura. Laura, how are you tonight? I'm doing just fine, Bob, and I do appreciate those kind words, but I wouldn't necessarily call me glue, but I'm just here. Well, I thought glue was a better term than duct tape. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'd rather be known as glue than duct tape. Yeah, Than duct tape. I think I would. Well, Laura, yeah, you know, I was thinking... I To celebrate Hugh Hefner's 103rd birthday, I am wearing my silk pajamas, my smoking jacket, and my captain's hat tonight. Well, it's too bad that this isn't, um, you know, televised, you know, like on Skype or something like that, so where we could see that, because I'd pay good money to see you in the back get-up. Well, it's really not Hugh Hefner's birthday. I just wanted to dress like that because I thought it'd be cool. Well, Playboy Bob. You've got so (laughs) many names now. You've been so many nicknames. (laughs) I I was given another one by our good friend George Coles. He called me Dr. Delph, you know, and I don't throw my my last name out there all that often, but it's not that hard to find if you go to our uh, social media information. Uh, Playboy Bob, Playboy Bobby Lee. Uh, I got a ton of them. I guess I just have to use them, you know, like hats. Whenever it, whenever it suits me, I'm just going to pull out pull out a different one. Well, you know, when you're in a different territory, yeah, you know, people have different yeah, you names. Can, you can use different names, different gimmicks, you know. And you know, because we're worldwide, maybe I should be known as International Playboy Bobby Lee. There you go. Yeah, I, I mean, like we that. have folks. Yes, we have folks that listen to us from all over the United States. We have folks that listen to us from the United Kingdom. Folks that listen to us from Australia. We are worldwide. Our good friend and we Luke. Thank, yep, our good friend Luke, and and we thank you. We we do want to take that time to to say thank you to everybody for inviting us in to wherever you may be at, whether you're listening to us live or whether you choose to uh, download the podcast on iTunes or listen to it on Blog Talk Radio at your own convenience, wherever you may be at the time that you hear this. We wanted, both Laura and I wanted to say thank you very much. Yes, we do appreciate everyone who listens and, and tweets us and sends us things on Facebook. As a matter of fact, when we get to something a little later in the show, I have some Facebook feedback that I want to share. Uh, some people did that, and I think I may have a, tw- a tweet or two for that as well. But we really appreciate everybody for supporting us it it means a whole lot uh makes me and bob feel as though what we do you know actually 
is important, you know? Yep, that, yep, that we're not just sitting here bannering back and forth about what we think is best for business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, folks, if you follow us on social media, whether you follow us on Facebook or whether you follow us Twitter, uh, you know, every now and then, both Laura and I, we do throw out questions. And the reason why we throw those questions out to you is we want to get your feedback. We want to get your thought or your opinion. Laura and I may have an idea about, you know, a topic or, or whatever. And we'd like to hear what your opinion is on it. And we incorporate that into the broadcast because without the people listening, it is just that. It's just Laura and I talking about, you know, me wearing silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and all that other good stuff. So I did want to say, you know, because, and, and, and folks, this is probably no mystery for those of you that, that, that know us or follow us, this is not what we do full time. You know, that this is a part time, it's, it's more than a hobby, it is a passion for us. But with that being said, both Laura and I, work shoot jobs we both have have real jobs and Laura's sure job during, yes Laura is a maid and you know a lot of people look down on that yeah she's a maid for a very rich man and a lot of people look down on that and you know I don't because I'm the rich guy no I'm just kidding uh, at any rate both Laura and I have shoot jobs that that we do have to work at and with that being said uh, Laura has uh, a, a business trip that she has to make for her job. So what we're mm-hmm. going to do, and it, and it just so happens that it falls on a night that the show is supposed to be on the air. Now, I could go it alone. Unfortunately. I, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, unfortunately. I, I know I miss Laura any time that she's not around. God knows the past two weeks have shown that. Um, but at any rate, you know, what we thought was is that, you know, I could go it alone or – we could do this. On March the 26th, we will need a guest co-host for the show. And what we would like you to do is we would like for you to contact us via Twitter. Our Twitter address, again, is at From the Armory or on Facebook. Laura, what is our Facebook page again? Facebook.com live dash armory or, or live armory dot nine or just look up live armory in the search bar yep go to one of those two sites and tell us why you should be a guest co-host for this show on march the 26th and what we will do laura and i will read through them and we will go through all the scientific mumbo jumbo that we do and we will pick a winner and we will announce that winner live on the air the week before on March the 19th. But again, if you would like to be the guest co-host for this show on March the 26th, because Laura is begging off for a night, contact us on Twitter or on Facebook and tell us why you should be the guest co-host for a night. So I'm very excited about that. I'd be very excited to see what kind of response we get. And if you want, you can even upload a video. I would love to see some video, like maybe a little 30-second video of, of why you think you would be a great uh, guest co-host for the show. We're not going to announce who the, the uh, guest will be that night, but it's going to be a good one, and I really, really hate that I'm going to miss um, this guest because I really wanted to talk to this guest. But uh, work does um, require that I... Um, do this so 
But, yeah, let's all, you know, you guys get together and, and do some stuff because I know we've got some really incredibly uh, passionate listeners, and I want to see how passionate you are to see about becoming the, uh, a guest co-host for a night. Absolutely, and this may not be the only time that we do this, folks, because not so far off in that distant future, uh, I actually have a trip that I have to take for my job. So this isn't this isn't something that uh, you know is just a once in a lifetime moment. But for March the twenty sixth, it's your once in a lifetime moment to be the co-host of this right. show. So we we certainly want to uh, certainly encourage you all. Like Laura said, if you want to put up a you know, if you have a YouTube account and you want to put up a video, or if you have Vine and you want to put up a Vine, uh, hell, we'll even take an Instagram snapshot with you holding up a card telling us why exactly. you should be the co-host. Yeah, why you should be the co-host of this show on March the 26th. So we'll try to refresh everybody's memory as this goes on. We've got a couple of weeks yet, and uh, we'll get that moving forward. One of the things... Uh, that I did mention, I uh, did want to mention, is is that Laura and I talked about this earlier in the week. I've been watching some stuff on social media since the launch of uh, the WWE's 24/7 streaming network. And if you go back to think, it's about episode two in our in our archive. Uh, I had a little, I don't know, Laura, what you'd call it, a dissertation or a master thesis on what I thought about the uh, streaming service and. I I don't know. I guess creative imaginations are 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 just thirsty because now all of a sudden everybody wants to jump on this bandwagon and has their own opinion. But I gave mine out. I don't know six weeks ago. At any rate, there are reported problems on certain platforms with the streaming network. Uh, if you've had a problem with it, uh, if you're not content with the Nine ninety nine that you're paying to Vince McMahon Sr. and his daughter and his uh, doofus son-in-law. Uh, go on and uh, send us a message about that. Send us a tweet. Let us know what platform that you're having a problem on, and and we'll we'll obviously share it. Laura, have you have you subscribed to this? You know what? I have not, and I, I know either. that is really surprising, but I haven't, and um. I, you know, I don't want to say it's because I've been busy or, or this and that and the other. It, it, one of the problems is because I see what people are saying that it won't work on this, and and that um, sometimes I think you know I might have mentioned it last week. You know, Colt Cabana talked about um, he wanted to watch an ECW pay per view. He's talking about it on his podcast, and he couldn't right. watch it. Right. You know, and I'm thinking. Dang, you know, if Colt Cabana can't watch an ECW pay-per-view, what chances do I have, you know? I mean, that's Colt's got a pretty big platform with his podcasts, and saying that, you know, I don't know whether that's going to deter people, you know, a whole lot of people from going and getting the, the network, but it does me, and really the thing I want to see, I know this is going to sound, this is going to date me, but I want to see the world class. I'm not so in, much interested in the ECW stuff. I know George Coles. I know I, I'm going to watch it. I promise you. But that's what I'm really interested in is the is the, the world class stuff. But I mean, it, everybody talks it up, but I, I'm still not. Until I guess until you can't watch some of the stuff on regular TV. I guess I'll I'm, I might break down and get it. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence, Bob. I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, I, I haven't, and, and, and I'm probably not going to. I, I just I have some other things that I think that my money would be better suited into going to. And like I said, with this type of technology, folks seem to be awestruck that things aren't working the way that they should be working. And what I would simply remind people of is, is that this is a, a, a new platform for them. This is not, not necessarily new technology, but it's something that they're trying to get to work on multiple platforms. And with any, any type of service like that, there are always going to be issues within the first 30 to 60 days. So, right. you know, if you're just starving and struggling and, and biting your lip wanting to get this, I would hold off and allow the, the, the kinks to be worked out before you sit there and order it and then get on social media and complain from sunup until sundown that the WWE is screwing you again and start chanting yes to your Xbox. <laughs> just my thoughts. Uh, one of the other things yeah. that this is something Laura and I were talking about before we went on air. One of the other things that, that, that we're going to do, folks, is that we're going to keep announcing local indie events because that is the heart and soul of what we do here. Um, but what we are, are thinking about doing is, is stop reporting results uh, unless something significant happens. Uh, and the reason why is we'd like to talk more about wrestling and, and less on just reading back results to you that you may already know about or you've went to different websites and got the information from. Uh, it just seems like it's, it's a lot of repeating and it takes a lot of time. And it could open up, you know, more time for us to, uh, you know, to talk about other things. And we, we, we do want your feedback on this, whether or not you're relying on, on us for results for certain things. Now, obviously, if, if something major happens um, or uh, we are personally at the event or watch it on iPay-Per-View, then we would, we would continue to report on it. But just to simply re- sit here and read reports to you is not exactly we, – we feel that we have more to offer than that. So we'd like your thoughts on that. Uh, you can hit us up on our, on our Twitter account, at From the Armory, or on Facebook, and, and let us know what you think. So, uh, you know, you've mentioned Laura Colt Cabana. And there was a thing going mm-hmm. around, I don't know, I, I can't remember what, a month ago, two months ago, where folks were talking that, that Cole Cabana had signed a, a developmental deal with the WWE. And, you know, I find, it kind of, I find it kind of awkward, you know, that he would go on social media or on his podcast and, you know, say, I, you know, I've got problems with this. But the reason why I bring this up is that I, I read this report Late, I read it yesterday, I think, and then it was on again uh, this morning, that Drake Younger of CZW, mm-hmm. IWA, PWG fame has signed a developmental deal with the WWE. And it may seem like Drake has been around forever. Um, he's only 29 years old. But my, my big thought was, and my question is, and I'll pose it to the, to the fans and, and to the listeners is, I wonder what prompted the WWE to sign a man, although who is a phenomenal wrestler, I'm taking nothing away from, from Drake's abilities, but is known more for death matches, why would they sign him to a deal in this new era of the WWE? It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if you go back and look at Drake's career, 
you know, in CZW at the Tournament of Death and IWA and all the death matches, you know, and all the brutality and, and so on and so forth. I'm wondering if this isn't just snatching up another known independent star, putting him down at NXT to toil away for two or three years, and then, you know, let him go. I don't know. So I pose that question to you folks, 213-816-1605. Laura, what do you think about this? I think it's very interesting as well because I don't see the WWE doing a death match or even going back to the hardcore stuff that they did during the Attitude Era. I think you've got a fan base that is predominantly children um, who, you know, like the John Cena stuff. And, you know, everybody wants a return to the Attitude Era, or a lot of fans do, but you have to think about this now. The WWE is a publicly traded company now. Correct. It's not just the McMahons owning it and being right. able to do, you know, storylines that are just out the window. They can't do that anymore because if they do, their stock will plummet, I'm sure. Because, you know, Mr. and Mrs., you know, Mr. and Mrs. Whitebread aren't going to want, you know, to see Mick Foley, you know, falling through a cage or, or something of that nature. You know, they're... You buy stock in WWE, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who aren't wrestling fans that do have stock in WWE. It's just, it's not going to happen. And I'm, I'm well, with you. I'm not exactly sure why they have done this. Maybe they're wanting to use, you know, his rest. I mean, more of his solid wrestling background instead of the death matches. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what it is they, um, they do with him. Well, I'd, I'm as here's something as that you are. right here's something that maybe they ought to do on Monday night on the WWE app that they keep on pushing to everybody is perhaps they ought to take a poll for the average fan and ask them, do you know who Drake Younger is? I'd be yes, interested to see what that poll result is in a yes or no percentage, because I'm telling you, I bet you, I bet you, that it's going to be fifty-fifty or sixty-forty no. Oh yeah. They have yeah, no idea who he is. Know who that is. No, Mm-mm. no, no, not at all. Mm-mm. So, like I said, I just saw that, and you know, my my hats off to Drake Younger. You know, and you know, it, I have no problem with anybody that's trying to better themselves. But I also know this: developmental deal, contract with NXT is thirty five thousand dollars per year. Okay. Wow. That is standard contract, from what I have been told, from what Sean Ricker tweeted on social media. And I'm not even, I don't know if the tweet got pulled or not, but I actually made a joke about it and said back to Sean and not giving out too much of my information. I, I, I said, we're almost like twin brothers. I make that same amount in a year as well. And he replied to me and said, yeah, but I did mine in 15 minutes. You know, meaning signing the deal, oh. and I said, and I replied back, "Way to make 365 days worth of hard work, you know, go poof in a 10-second tweet." Right. Which he replied, "LOL." Exactly. And if you, if you go to my Twitter, you go back through my tweets, you can see that, and I might post it up on Facebook tonight. But 
$35,000 is what he alluded to. So you, wow. you tell me. It's kind of like the, uh, the base pay for the NFL, so to speak. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure, I mean, you're not going to make that do in the indies, you know, predominantly, you know, because I don't think indie, indie wrestlers make anywhere near that, even if they're doing it full time, you know, right. unless you're like you know, maybe a Chris Hero Correct. or something like that. Right. But yeah. Well, wow. I don't know, wow. but I just thought I'd throw that out there. And, folks, I'll try to find those tweets later, and I'll put them up. I did want to read um, – did want to uh, go on, and we'll start covering some results. CWF Mid-Atlantic had their PWI Tag Team Tournament this past weekend. It was a two-night event. I'm going to run through these real quick for you. The first-round winners, and this was from Friday the 28th, Rage in the Machine, that's Michael McAllister, Mecca Mercenary, uh, the Killbillies, Evan Banks, Eric Andrews, Trip Cassidy, and Josh Crane. In a singles match, Lee Valiant defeated Austin Bradley. Uh, the All-Stars were winners. That's Walter Eaton and Roy Wilkins. The Aftermath, Trevor Lee and Chet Sterling. Uh, Smith and Weston, Garrett Smith and Charlie Weston, and Eric Royal and Andrew Everett all won those first-round matches. Night two. Awesome. With, yes, uh, Andrew Everett's name in there again. Night two mm-hmm. winners. Without running down the entire evening, folks, because, you know, we, we are on a time restriction here. Uh, without running down the entire evening, the Killbillies ended up winning the tournament uh, with an especially brutal match against Rage and the Machine. They are now the number one contenders for both the PWI World and Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles. Uh, Also, on night number two, uh, the return of Marcellus King happened uh, with CWF Mid-Atlantic. CWF's next event is Saturday, March 15th. It's being billed as what's called the Night of Champions, and we'll have more info uh, on that event as the date gets closer. Uh, those CWF Mid-Atlantic cards keep getting bigger and bigger, it seems. They do. They do. Like I said, that two-night tournament, and uh, uh, from what I understand, both nights cards were full, and it went, uh, especially night one, went an extremely long time. So, um you know, things to watch for at CWF, that's for sure. Well, before I get into Shine, I want to just toot my own horn a little bit here. Um, I don't know if everyone saw the exchange, and I, I know we're talking about WWE, but it does, it, there's a point to the story, I, I promise you. I don't know if any everybody saw the tweet exchange between Seth Rollins and Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday. I think Seth has tweeted out, uh, does anybody know if there's any CrossFit gyms in Detroit? Which Steve Austin replied, uh, I don't know, but you need to get to the gym so that you can stop tripping over them barricades at work. Hashtag botch. Hashtag come on, man. So it went, uh, Seth had tweeted him back something like, you know, um, something about a ninja, something. I can't remember what it was. So Monday night, I was very interested to see if Seth would begin. And on Raw, he didn't. So I tweeted to Stone Cold and to Seth, hey, Seth, did you proud tonight? And just left it at that. Hour later, my phone says, at Steve Austin BSR retweeted your tweet. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have marked out twice in my whole entire life, and two, they both happened within like two months of one another. I'm very proud of saying that I've only done that twice in my life. And Monday night was one of those nights. I was running around the living room screaming and a-shouting uh, because Stone Cold Steve Austin retweeted me. So just wanted to, you know, get that out there, let everybody know that it made my year, as Bob said on Twitter. So anyway, getting back to Shine, they had their tag team tournament uh, this past weekend, and I hate that I didn't get to see it. sounded like it was a really good card. Um, the first match, team, the team of Made and Finn, which um, consisted of Kay and Maid versus the West Coast Connection of Taylor and Young. Uh, the Made and Finn won. The SNS Express, uh, Sassy Steph and Jesse Bell, who was just a guest on the show last week, uh, versus Ms. Erie, which is Mischief and Von Erie. The SNS Express pick up the win. Match three, legendary. And if you guys, I'm not going to name everybody. You can go to uh, Shine's uh, website and have that. Get all the uh, pertinence there. Legendary versus the Buddy System. The Buddy System won. The Kimber Bombs versus the Lucha Sisters. Which, if you've not seen the Lucha Sisters uh, pictures from Shine, go to Instagram. They're great. Uh, the Lucha Sisters win. Angelina Love versus Serena Deeb. April Hunter, Maiden Sin get involved, and Deeb picks up the win. Uh, the Buddy System versus Maiden Sin. Maiden Sin wins. Match seven, the Lucha Sisters actually uh, beat uh, Jesse and Steph. Sorry about that, Jesse. Um, We've heard a lot of feedback online about what an impression that Jesse and Sassy Steph made uh, on this card. I think they're going places. Um, there was a Shine title match, Ivelisse versus Mercedes Martinez. Ivelisse uh, picks up the win, and it looks like Mercedes Martinez turned face. Um, the last, let's see here, the Lucha Sisters versus Maiden Sin, and the first ever Shine Tag Team Champions are the Lucha Sisters, Leva Bates and Mia Yim. So go, girls. Uh, love seeing women wrestle, not, you know, dance around chairs or anything else. We like to see right. women wrestle, don't we, Bob? Absolutely. Can so, you hear me, Laura? You know, you can... I can hear you. Please don't go anywhere on me, Bob. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I want to apologize. That. It's It's this... Oh, Laura, it's this monopoly at AT&T. They just got me by the throat again. I, never mind. Go ahead. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, you can check everything out, uh, at, you know, on Shine's website if you want uh, exactly uh, who the teams were made up of. And I'm sure that you can get it on replay, and you, you know you'll want to uh, own it on DVD because this is the first ever Shine Tag Champs. So we congratulate the Lucha Sisters. Way to go, girls. I, I, I apologize, folks, for my short outburst there. I actually had set the phone down to respond to, to Ryan Miles' friend request on Facebook. And when I did, I, I accidentally hit the wrong button and realized I, I didn't know what I was doing with the phone. Ryan Miles. So, Ryan, you're, you're part of the reason why there was dead air on my end for ten minutes. Well, at any rate. Uh Get back to your Stone Cold tweet. I did hear it. Very, very cool. 
and I, I tried to grab along to your coattails as I normally do, Laura, and, and get him to respond to me with, with, with no success. So congrats to you on, on, on Steve Austin giving you the retweet because that's always cool. That's I always appreciate cool. that. It, it was very cool. No problem. Uh, extreme rising results. Uh, folks, I, I checked with uh, Luke Hawks on this. The event that was to be held at the former ECW arena this past weekend was postponed due to a building code inspection that wasn't done. You know, here comes another little snafu that throws a wrench into sold tickets, iPay-per-view revenues, so on and so forth over, you know, a building code inspection that didn't get done. Uh, The show has been rescheduled for April 25th. From what I understand, fans were offered a refund, or the tickets will be good for the April 25th show. Um, they were also offered free admission if they had that ticket to an ECWA show uh, in the same area that featured extreme rising champ Stevie Richards versus former show guest uh, Luke Hawks uh, for the extreme rising belt. And in a dramatic turn of events, Luke Hawks is your new extreme rising champ. Uh, Congratulations to Luke on picking up the win, and now I get to call him champ. And uh, he was very ecstatic, posted several pictures of it uh, on his Facebook page. And I also noticed that over the weekend that Luke, uh, remember if you go back into our archives, you can hear Luke's interview. And we asked him, I asked him what his thoughts were on shoot videos, if they held any value or not. And he said, yeah, you know, I like shoot videos. You know, I've watched this one or that one. Well, guess what, folks? Luke Hawks filmed the shoot video with RF uh, with RF video. Um, I do not know when it's going to be available. I did listen to a snippet of it. It it was deja vu because Laura, the person that he was talking about on that uh, 30-second clip or a minute and 30-second clip, we had already talked about on Live Armory. I know exactly who he was. I know exactly who he was talking about. We know the event that he was talking about. And if you want to hear the interview before the video, before RF video shoot comes out, you can go back into our archive and listen to the Luke Hawks interview, and you will hear him tell the story about the person that's in that little outtake from RF video before the shoot video even comes out. So very cool, but congratulations to uh, to Luke on uh, picking up the uh, the Extreme Rising Championship. So hats off to you, Luke. Um, also wanted to talk about NWA Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, trying to f- watch a little bit more of this and trying to follow up a little bit more with it because our guest from last week, Jesse Bell, also goes to uh, NWA Smoky Mountain. Uh, Volunteer High School in Church Hill, Tennessee, 8 p.m. bell time. NWA Junior Heavyweight title is on the line, and that is going to feature one of Laura's favorite wrestlers. That would be Ricky Morton, who is currently the champion, versus Chase Owens. Uh, And Jesse Bell will be in the corner, excuse me, will be in Chase Owens' corner for that event. Also, uh, the prodigy Vince Brett versus the Reaper Matt Conrad with Dylan Sizemore, Daniel Mulligan versus Nick Hammonds, 
in that match, the winner gets an immediate TV title shot after that match or in the same night versus Jeff Conley. Uh, also in action will be Jason Kincaid, Air America, and others. Uh, if you need any information on Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you can go to their website, www.nwasmokymountain.com. Awesome. And, um, and now I'm going to report on some CZW. Um, but I did want to get some, uh, you know, we'd asked for some feedback, and our good friend George Coles gave me some. He has had very little problems with the network as mm-hmm. far as watching anything that he wants to, and he recommends that I get it because it is worth it. And he would also like to hear PWX, Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate, Five Dollar Wrestling, Shine, and PWG results. That's just George uh, Cole's two cents. And um, I'd like to report on a um, card that happened uh, this weekend, a couple of cards, one of which um, a uh, two previous guests were involved in. That would be uh, Mr. Cameron Cade, the uh, king of the selfies, and Mr. Um, Eric Thompson, Mr. Sleaze, and the reason why I'm reporting on this is because they both had some great um, uh, feedback. Eric um, debuted his new sleaze look where he's cut his hair, and I've heard that uh, he did absolutely wonderful. And Cameron Cade has a new manager. And you'll never guess who it is. Who is it? It is Tessa Blanchard. Really? Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Tessa with my BFF, Caleb, remember? Yes, I remember. <laughs> so you're trying, what you're trying to do, Laura, is you're trying to poke fun at me, telling me that you are now to be the wrestling genius of this show. I would never, ever even try to even assume something like that because... I mean, as we all know, Bob, you're the wrestling genius, not little old me. Uh, quit trying to stroke my ego, Laura. It works every time. <laughs> anyway, it was a great card. <clears throat> I do apologize. And I know that Ricky Morton was on hand afterward. I think he had like a little clinic with everybody. And um, speaking of which, just want to give Eric a shout-out. He is at High Spots training tonight. Get it, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and wanted to p- report on a sellout crowd at the Spartanburg uh, Auditorium, I believe is what it's called, uh, the Memorial Auditorium in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, there was probably fifteen to 1,600 people there. Really? Um, yeah. Um, your good friend... Matt Hardy was there. Yes. Um, the Rock and Roll Express and Jimmy Valiant were there. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Helms. Um, so Joe Bolt, I just talked to Josie at Five Dollar Wrestling. Hey Josie, she defeated um, Rebby. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. Um, Kenny James defeated George South Senior. I bet that was a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Zane Riley and Josh Powers defeated Alex Rizzo and Cedric Alexander. So. Uh, wrestling is still alive and well in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, and it was for big-time wrestling. I'd never heard of the promotion, but, hey, you know, um, 
must have been a dang good card. People still interested in indie wrestling, that ought to tell you something. Um, we're going to talk about CZW. They're presenting high stakes March hold 8th. On just one, hold on, hold on just one second, Laura. I, I think there's somebody that's trying to call in. I want to see this call. Hold on. Oh, okay. Well, let, let's hear it. 704, you're on with Live from the Armory. Evidently not. Go ahead, Laura. I'm sorry. I'm so, I knew that someone was, from 704 was going to try to call in because they had said on Twitter they were uh, Twitter on Twitter they were going to call in. So I'm not exactly sure. Um, we'll, we'll see if that goes all about. Thing. We'll okay. find out eventually. Um, at the Flyers Skate Zone in Voorhees, New, Jer- New Jersey, 7:30 bell time is available on internet pay per view. The CZW World Heavyweight title is on the line with Drew Gulak versus or is it Gulak? I can't remember. George Cole told me how to pronounce it. Sorry, George. Versus <laughs> A.R. Fox. You just laugh. You just think it's funny. Um, <laughs> I do. I can't help it. Um, uh, the Beaver Boys, which uh, that ought to be uh, that right there ought to, makes me want to get the pay-per-view. Uh, John, who is John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus uh, the Front Masada. The Front. Sorry. Sorry, my email ran together. Sorry about that. Let's try this again. The Beaver Boys versus the Front. Masada, who uh, our good friend Terry Houston has done battle with, um, versus Mr. Tofiga. Yeah, you're the one. I, yeah, I think I'm going to do the show log from now on and make you pronounce this mess. Um, it's going to be Joe Gacy uh, versus Tommy Dreamer, and there's going to be a lot more. Uh, you can visit uh, com to find out uh, about uh, pay-per-view prices and the rest of that card. Yeah, I think I'm doing the show log from now on, Bob. You, you, can, you can do it. You can stick me with, with the tough names if you want to. I, I'll give it a swing. I've, I've made a fool of myself before with... Wybor City, so I have no I have no problem with making myself look dumb again. Um, Elite Championship Wrestling, March the eighth from the Frank Cochran Center in Meridian, Mississippi. This has a seven thirty bell time. John Saxon, a lot of people call him the Redneck Dean Malenko, versus Steve Anthony. Uh, Olympus and Purple Haze versus Stan Sweetan and Minotaur. Uh, Elite Heavyweight Champion Andy Dalton will be in action. Plus, former show guest Matt Riviera will be there as well. If you need any information on Elite Championship Wrestling, you can visit them at EliteChampionshipWrestling.com. And I just got a message from uh, the king of the selfies who thinks that uh, Eric Thompson should be the co-host that week because he's on the show every week anyway. So <laughs> thanks, Cameron. Appreciate that. Um, I am going Saturday to Hickory, North Carolina, to the National Guard Armory there to catch my first Milestone Wrestling um, show. I'm really excited about it. Here are... The run, here's the rundown on that. It's going to start at 8 o'clock. Um, or pardon me. Doors open at 7. Bell time is at 8. Tickets are 8 bucks. They are advertising this to be 
one of, if not the bloodiest night in Milestone history. And, of course, we all remember what happened the last time at Milestone, so this ought to be good. The Young Guns are going to take on the Angels of the Ring. My buddy, Big Donnie, and Little Donnie are going to take on Belton Creedmoor and Mad Dog. Mike Levy, who you're going to hear from in a little bit, and our good friend Terry Houston are taking on Rusty Rodriguez and Trey Chaos. And there's going to be a 10-man over-the-top rope barbed wire battle royal, which I think Jason Dentino changed the stipulations. It's just going to be if you fall out of the ring because are they going to throw you over barbed wire? I don't know. Um, the wrestlers in this match are going to be Jeff Hart, Raider Rock, which I didn't know that Raider was coming, but I've got Jeff Hart, Raider Rock, Prozac, King Jeremy Snaker, Big Donnie, Little Donnie, Belton Creedmoor, Mad Dog, Mike Levy, Terry Houston, Rusty Rodriguez, Trey Chaos, and more. Wow. The winner of this cluster, pardon my French fuck, uh, is going to get a Smash Mouth title shot on April the 12th. The main Very event cool. is also going to be a no-rope barbed wire, and it's also going to be a barefoot thumbtack. Pot of oh. gold ladder match for the oh. Smash Mouth Championship. Cole 45 versus Maniac Mondo. So oh. um, I'm so looking forward to this. I might have to bring a barf bag because, you know, I have a weak, a weak constitution. Yes. But I at least want to say I've been to a milestone wrestling show, so um, I can't wait until this weekend. I'll have the full report um, as usual uh, on next week's show. <laughs> well, we certainly, there there were several names that were mentioned in there that have been guests on the show or called into the show, and we'd like to wish them all certainly the best of luck. I'll be very interested to see how uh, Colt 45 does in that main event match. I spoke about him on the $5 wrestling program, young man that, that I was impressed with, um, and I hear nothing but good things about. I, I think that you're going to – I think he's going to put on a showing for you that, that will elevate his status and milestone. Uh, be very interested to see how that, how that works out. And I knew, Laura, I knew right at the beginning of the show – that I forgot to say something that was probably the most important thing, which is our guest tonight is Mike Levy, uh, and he'll be joining us here in about 15 minutes or so. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. Um, but, again, the milestone event, best of luck to all the guys in there. There's a lot of people in there that we know, and uh, we'll, we'll see how uh, see how it goes. It uh, You know, that barefoot thumbtack thing still got me uh, – Still got me quaking around, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Ring of Honor for our good friend George Coles. Ring of Honor March seventh live event, raising the bar night one. This is brought to you from Turner Hall Ballroom, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Seven thirty bell time. Ring of Honor champion Adam Cole versus Matt Taven. Chris Hero versus Roderick Strong. That right there is worth the price of admission alone. Uh, there is also mm-hmm. going to be a, a six-man tag match featuring Kevin Steen and the Young Bucks versus Michael Elgin and the Briscoes. On night number two, this will be on March the 8th, this is going to be emanating from the Frontier Fieldhouse 
in Chicago Ridge, Illinois. Uh, this has a 7.30 bell time on it. Uh, Ring of Honor world title match again. Adam Cole versus Chris Hero. That should be an excellent match. Uh, ROH Tag Team Championship match. My, probably one of my favorite tag teams to watch. Red Dragon, uh, Fish and O'Reilly versus the Young Bucks. And also in action, the Briscoes will be facing Outlaw Incorporated. That's Homicide in Kingston. For information on uh, on Ring of Honor Wrestling, you can go to uh, www.rohwrestling.com. Now, Laura, this milestone event, are, are you going to be, like, hanging around in the back, like, like really away from the ring because, you know, of your weak constitution or... Are you going to be front and center? I'm going to be front and center like I am at every match that I can be. Because I figure, you know, <laughs> what's a little buke? You know, I mean, I, you know, three of these people, actually all, all the people, four of the people that are going to be in that contest where it's that $5 wrestling Legos match. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, Legos. And Terry Houston has probably a semi-permanent um Lego imprint in his head. I don't know if you guys saw uh, the pictures on Facebook um, of that, but yeah, he has a. It's still an outline of a Lego, um, yes. in you know, in his head, embedded in his head. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking, what's a little puke, you know, among friends? So I mean. I think I could call at least half of the people in that match of friends. So, hey, you know, um, why not? And and since we've got a little time uh, before uh, we call Mike, I would like to talk a little bit about PWX because a lot of things are going on in okay. PWX right now because they've got a huge triple shot weekend coming up, not this weekend, but the following weekend. We'd just like to say that the the official postcard and poster for Queen City Rising features my BFF in a um, paying homage to A Clockwork Orange. Now, I don't know if maybe he's paying uh, his respects to A Clockwork Orange or is he uh, paying respects to Raven, who did something uh, like that as well. And thank you, George Coles, for telling me that Raven uh, did something like that. Um, anyway, uh, they've got Queen City Rising, Enemy Territory, and then Sunday at Ziggy's are doing a TV taping. And uh, a familiar face uh, to a lot of PWX fans is returning Chip Day. Now, I didn't, I'm not familiar with Chip Day. I don't know if you are or not, Bob, but Joshua Van, uh, Von Wheeler scolded me on Facebook for not knowing who Chip Day was. So, okay. uh, also... Um, the Tommy Thomas, uh, the best manager in the business, in my opinion, has been uh, mysteriously uh, talking. About, well, has been talking about this mysterious organization of ISES uh, coming to PWX, or they're already in PWX, and PWX is enemy territory. So, we'll be really interested in seeing what that's all about. Also, um, PWX just launched their um, app, right. which I have on my phone. I downloaded today. It's pretty Where did you download that watch. from, Laura? Where did you I download to, that uh, Well, I have, 
the Google Play Store, I have an Android device. It's not ready for Apple devices yet, as I understand. Okay. okay. Uh, you can get information on shows. I believe you can do, uh, get tickets. You can go to their Twitter, their Instagram. You can also watch PWX TV without having to go to PWXProWrestling.com. Uh, on your phone, just tap, and there you go. You know, it's a great little app. Uh, looking forward to uh, next weekend. I will be at Ziggy's on the front uh, stage there. PWX is blowing up. Um, I think they're going to be uh, right up there um, with uh, Ring of Honor. Maybe not, you know, this year or in, maybe in the next year. I mean, it's coming. I can see mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, being on the tier uh, that Ring of Honor is, I think, uh, one thing they're missing is a national TV deal, but I don't see that far behind with the kind of uh, talent that they have and, and everything that they're doing, and they're moving in the right direction. And, you know, just just love PWX and, and everybody that works with them. They put out a great program, a great product. Go see PWX. Uh, we also have um, our code... For the shows, I believe, that are in Hickory and Charlotte. Is that correct, Bob? Am I correct on that? Or is it just the one in Charlotte? I believe that it is for both. And it is um, uh, PWXLFA4. They have also lowered the prices. Um, VIP is now uh, $20.00. Um, they're retro pricing things based on inflation. They're price matched to 1973 prices. Hickory, $10 for general admission. Charlotte is $12 for general admission. Kids get in general admission, $5 at both. So technically someone could set ringside for $16 plus, you know, the fees for the tickets. So, hey, I mean, where can you set 16 bucks at ringside at wrestling? That, you know? that is very true. You can't can't beat a deal like that at all, and I think that I think George will probably message me. And if I'm not mistaken, if I remember this right, the whole Raven Clockwork Orange thing actually evolved into what they called a Clockwork Orange match, and I think that was featured right. against Abyss in TNA. And I believe that there was more than one. My memory serves me right. I believe there was more than one. I believe there were a couple, but I can't I can't swear to it. And I know. George, who is listening, will certainly send us a message on that. And, and I noticed that, too. That, that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the promotional poster uh, was, you know, Caleb's, uh, you know, homage or, or, or whatever to a clockwork orange. I mean, he has the look down pat, and you're right, PWX. In my opinion, for in, in the Carolina area, uh, is right on the cusp of, of some really big things. I mean, it's obvious that they have – uh, put in place or are moving forward with things that you're just not going to see in other promotions right at this point in time. You know, with uh, the amount of advertising, the website, uh, you know, now with the launch of an, of an app, um, there is, you know, there is nothing that is done in wrestling without purpose and intent. And uh, from mm-hmm. having dealt with PWX and, and knowing some folks that work in PWX, they're striving to bring uh, a different level of wrestling into that area and 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 my hats are 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 totally off uh to them for you know having the the forward thinking and and you know folks nothing is free i mean there's it's obvious that there's an investment that's going on here so 
um, you know, something obviously to keep your uh, keep your finger on, keep your eye on, because there there are some big things that are happening uh, in the Charlotte and the Hickory area. Um, you know, it's uh, pretty 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 cool. And I'm excited, you know, to uh, I look forward to every month going to a PWX show and seeing talent that that they have the the caliber of talent that they have. It's not, you know, these are people who like Cedric and Adam Page. They wrestle in Ring of Honor as well. That mm-hmm. says something right there. Right. You know, and if you if you guys have never seen a PWX show. Go on their website and look at their TV tapings, the quality that they have. And it's just, it's good wrestling for a good price. And, you know, like you said, they're bringing something really different to the Carolinas that, um, you know, I don't think we've seen in a while. And I have, when we were talking to Caleb, you know, I told him that they remind me of the Crockett days. And they do remind me of the Crockett days because I don't think I've been this excited about wrestling since, you know, Jim Crockett was around. So, yeah, right. go out and check it out, y'all. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Um, before we talk to Mike, I would like to give our friend Terry Houston a plug. He has shirts now. I don't know if you knew that, if you saw that on Facebook, Bob. Terry's got shirts. So if you want a I, shirt. I did see that. Uh, from Terry Houston. Uh, hit him up on Facebook. Just type in Terry Houston, search him. You know, and he will definitely uh, get you out a T-shirt because everybody needs a Terry Houston T-shirt. And they are Terry's cool. And he has he has the design on his Facebook page. I do believe. I do believe. Mm-hmm, he does. Uh, <coughs> excuse it's me. Pretty good. Yeah, it, it's it, it's very it's very cool. And as a matter of fact, after we get done talking, I have to uh, I have to get in my order because he has a limited first amount available. I guarantee. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. And I don't guarantee a lot. I guarantee that this shirt's going to sell out. I guarantee it. And he's going to have to get a bigger batch, probably twofold, because of what happened at, at five dollar with Marty and yep. with Colt, uh, with things that are going on. Um, just that, that Terry has alluded to. Uh, one of the most popular guys right now. Uh, and he'd probably be the first one to tell you this. Well, I don't know why it took so long. One of the most popular right. guys right now in the indie wrestling scene for, you know, Milestone, $5, you know, so on and so forth, and a guy that is talented to boot. So, you know, very uh, very happy for Terry, very happy for Terry. He deserves everything that he gets. He does, and Terry's a great guy. You know, if you guys have ever met him, you know, he will take time to meet you because he knows without the fans, he's nothing. He'll tell right. you. Yep, you are absolutely correct. Well, folks, it's that magical time where Bunkhouse Bob gets onto the phone and, and makes the phone call. Right now we're going to you know, get a call to uh, another guy that's on $5 Wrestling, um, a guy that uh, is also in Milestone Wrestling. He's also involved in some other stuff, and uh, right now we're going to make a phone call, and we're going to get Mike Levy on the phone. So let's see what happens here. If I can get it to work. 
I'm working on it. Come on. Let's try this again. See that that's the magic of live live That's not what I want. Let's try this again. Might be able might be a little bit better too if I uh, actually could type. Oh yeah, that would help. Yeah. Alright, let's give this a shot here. Let's try this again. Hello. Hi Mike. Hey, this is Mike, yeah. Hey, hey Mike, this is Bunkhouse Bob and, and the lovely lady Laura. Calling you from the uh, live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. I've been listening to the show. <laughs> okay, okay. So. Well, you could tell there that I had uh, had an issue with the phone line. I've been fighting with AT and T all night long, Mike. Oh, okay. Not a big deal. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. It's it's great to talk to you. Finally, get to talk to you. Um, folks, joining us right now uh, is Mike Levy. Uh, some of you may know him from $5 Wrestling. Some of you may know him from Milestone Wrestling and other promotions. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us, our studio line is 213-816-1605. Mike, I'd, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about the last $5 Wrestling iPay-per-view and uh, how how you felt it went. Uh, a lot of people were talking about it. What did you think of the show? Uh, I thought that we did... Like me, Terry, and Colt, and and little Donnie did really good. Like, like at first it was going to be Terry and Colt were going to wrestle. Then I was trying to like wrestle little Donnie because I was wanting to have a good match because little Donnie was mm-hmm. at least crazy. Then then they put it as a four way, <laughs> and I brought and I brought the the little uh, fork thing and the big fork and and they had the Legos and. And me and Terry kind of came up with some stuff, and it mostly worked the way we wanted it to. I, w- I was happy. I was like, because we just, we just went there, and that's basically what we do at, like, Milestone, same type of match that we do up there. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to – because, like, I, I know what $5 is. I'm not – you know, I know it's like they kind of book you to be bad. And I'm like – and uh, Terry's like – Terry's one's like it's so cold. It's like we're just we're just gonna have a good match, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, right. So we just went out there and uh, just just did our thing. You know? When so you, you know, and that kind of leads me it. right, and that kind of leads me almost right into the to the next question because uh, I was glad that you brought that up. Does it bother you that some people just write five dollar wrestling off as bad wrestling or not entertaining, not even? having watched it or we'll we'll watch a little of it and say, I'm turning this off. This is, you know, crap, you know, or whatever, you know, and, and you know that you're on the card, you know, and some other guys that, you know, who's, how should I put this? Cause I want to be as polite as what I can be, whose skill set may be a little bit above others um, or lower than others. How, how, does it bother you that, that people just, you know, I'm not even going to mess with it. It is, it is. It sort of does. Like, at first, like, it took me a – like, Jake was actually doing it for a while, and I kept turning him down for a long time because of because of that. Because I know because of the IWA thing, I kind of got a bad rap. 
So therefore, he's like, so I kind of know he's like, you know, they're trying to use me to make fun of me or something. But then when I went to like the, I, I finally decided to do a show, and I went there, and like, the locker room was like the most best, nicest locker room I've ever been in. So like, when all these, you know, super professional uptight people are, are you know, it's just assholes. Like most locker rooms I went, there's like clicks and this and that. And when I went there, it was like, it was probably the like the first one I did was I think Mooresville. It was like the most fun I had in like years. Like, right. just the people were so great. Like the the wrestlers and stuff were like, I mean, he said I know like some of them are like I would always call them like the Special Olympics of wrestling. Okay. But like <laughs> that's what I was kind of what people like mean, but I'm like. Like, some of the people, you know, ain't always there, but it's, right. it's, they're cool, nice people. Like, if you meet Freight Train, Freight Train's a really nice guy. Like, and I know a lot of people mm-hmm. put him down or something, but I think wrestlers are just too uptight a lot. They just don't, like, understand, like, the main thing of wrestling is it's supposed to be fun and entertaining. Right. And, and you know, you, you, right, exactly. That That's the whole point of it, and that's what I've always tried to explain to people about $5 wrestling. Um, entertaining. You know, it, yeah, to be entertained, you know, that that's the whole idea. Um, take us, you know, if you would, you, you mentioned it briefly, take, take us back behind the curtain on that, that first show that you did with them. You, you mentioned the atmosphere. Who was the first person to walk up to you and, and, and talk to you, and what did they say to you? Do you remember? I really, I can't really remember who was the first person to talk to me. I think it's like, um, like, I knew a Terry a little bit, uh, then then Donnie, so I've knew them for a while. I've knew Donnie for a while, so I mean I knew some people there, so I just kind of talked to them when I first got there. I think Terry right. probably had something to do with me actually agreeing to go to, even though it, like I didn't really talk to Terry a lot at that time. But Terry was like, I knew Terry was good, you know. So it's like he's good and he he'll go up there. So you know, so you know, right? Okay, why not? No, that's fair. <laughs> Right, right. How did and I know that you briefly mentioned it, you know, with Jake. How how did you become involved with Five Dollar? Can you run us through how how it is that 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 you were contacted and and what was said? Well, he he wrote me a few times. Like he wrote me like about when they started, and I was like, I was like, I already got a bad name. I was like, I just don't really want to do it because it's just it's gonna make me. Worse, it doesn't help anything. Like that's basically what I told him. And he's like, and he's like, well, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. But Jake's kind of weird. I, I still don't get Jake at all. It's like I don't understand Jake a bit. <laughs> he's an odd guy. But so I was like, but then like later on, like one of my friends like was like going to manage me. Not even the guy that, that I've had with me before. Like another guy, and he's like, well, I got to book five dollar if you want to go with five dollar. I'm like, whatever. I did it basically for him. Then he knows you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I just kind of, I kind of went there with a brew, you know, the strong arm. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that we'll, we'll just go there and have fun. Yeah, so I was like, we'll go have fun. So. Very cool. Well, Mike, how are you doing tonight? I got to talk to you a little bit at $5 Wrestling, and um, that match, let me tell you, was off the charts. Yeah, I was happy with it. Little Donnie stabbed me in the head like 30 times for real. Like, I had holes in my head. I still have some because I brought the big fork, and I thought, like, 
I don't know. I thought we were like, you know, going to pretend to stab each other. <laughs> nah. Well, no, because you got a lot of color that night. I had taken a picture, and you really did. Yeah, it was mean, all from him bleeding. stabbing me. It was like it was all well, from him stabbing me. It was none of it was like no cut job, no nothing. It was just him stabbing me. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, um, speaking of that carbon fork, because when uh, I was talking to you and Jason and uh, Crystal, hey, Crystal, uh, out in the lobby, and you had come in with that uh, fork and you had it in your uh, boot, and I was a little concerned that you'd actually stab yourself with it. No, I took it out. you had it in your boot. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Where did you get that fork? Dollar Tree. <laughs> 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 yeah, where else would you get something you use in five dollar wrestling? You get it at the Dollar Tree. That is yeah. awesome. That is so awesome. Well, um, how long have you been wrestling, Mike? Like eight years. You've been wrestling eight years. Wow. Yeah. And. Um, what what made you want to become a pro wrestler? Uh, it's it's just something I've always liked. Like since I think I was like five or six, like old uh, like Flair Steamboat. I think that's when I started watching. Uh, oh just, yeah, yeah, that's a great match. So it was it was that era, and Sting was my favorite wrestler. Then so and since then I've just never stopped watching and being a fan. Then, like, I think when ECW came around, that's when I really went fanatical. <laughs> so. Well, it, it, it seems like a lot of people, that's how they, you know, they get started. Like, you were talking about Sting and Flair and Steamboat, the, you know, the last of the Crockett days. And then, you know, I guess ECW comes along and it, I guess it speaks to, a, you know, a certain segment of the wrestling, uh, you know, population and gets you hooked. And I guess you you know, do try to emulate a little bit of some things you see on ECW in the ring from what I've seen from your matches. Yeah. ECW was my, like, well, favorite promotion of all time, basically. Like, I, like I got the WWE Network, and I have watched the old TV shows, and I plan on watching all of them. <laughs> like, so I, basically, I basically got the network for ECW. And, and world class. Let me wrong. Watch world class. See like old eighties stuff. But. See, that's what I was talking about earlier too. Was the world class stuff. That's what I want to see. Is that? But I guess it's safe to say that unless you're wrestling, uh, you're not going to be out of your house for a while since you got w- oh. the WWE network. <laughs> oh, not for a little bit. <laughs> well. um... You know, we've been talking about Milestone, which I'm really looking forward to coming and seeing my first show this Saturday. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you became involved with Milestone Wrestling. Oh, uh, it's it's kind of a long story. I think I was, like, wrestling. I was wrestling at another place, and, like, I had, uh, it's like, girlfriend issues and all this stuff like it was like it was very bad like it was the worst time of my life pretty much bad <laughs> so I had to get out and Detino was uh starting his own fed or whatever when he starts the fed then 
So and I was like, so I kind of just kind of went with him. I think I did, I just did a bunch of random stuff where I didn't really have a home for a while. I just wrestled here and there, mm-hmm. like no real home fed. Then he started a, I think he started, it was like the end of 2007, 2008. And we struggled mm-hmm. for a while, like, because we like, like lost the building or like one place went up on rent like way too high. And then somewhere between the, the period, I started kind of like, helping out more than, like, so, I'm, like, the booker, so, I kind of end up taking that over, then, so, we, we kind of, it just kind of happened, then we, we ran for, I think we had a few good years, like, we, when we first got Hickory, we did really good, then, like, then another company start, started, then we lost, like, every wrestler we had, almost, because they were, like, promising them stuff that they couldn't deliver, you know? They're like, we're looking at, you know, which which happens to wrestling. I've had people do that to me, too. They're like, oh, you wrestle for us, and we'll make you da-da-da. And you're like, nah. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then we booked, then, like, it was probably like 2012, we became, like, a, just a normal wrestling show. Like, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we had some really good wrestlers, like, but we were pretty much strictly wrestling at this point. And, mm-hmm. but me and Zatina don't, like, I don't know. It's not really our thing. We want to be like more edgy. So gotcha. then we like, so then we just sort of burn out and like took off a year. Then we came back and we got like new people. We got some of the old people we used to have a long time ago. And we got new people like Terry. Terry's our like big new guy. We got this. <laughs> so then we, so then we just kind of started doing what like what's fun, you know? We just had fun and and by getting rid of a lot of the. Uh, more of the straight lace wrestler guys, we got rid of a lot of drama. <laughs> because, like... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are just... I don't know. Well, it was the thing where you, uh, where you said something about the protecting the business. It's like, those guys. When I, and I replied about it. It's like, most of these right, guys, uh-huh, guys I try got to it. shoot on you. And, yeah, those guys. <laughs> those guys, so... You know, the guy who'll take so a new guy who maybe not be that good and rough him up and shit. We got rid of those guys. <laughs> people who take themselves a little too seriously, perhaps. Yeah. Like you yeah. said before. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, a lot of them are good, but, you know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Well, that's the way, like, let's say after the IWA thing, after the IWA thing, like, everyone would basically try to, like, every show I'd wrestle, people try to take advantage of me. Like every time, <laughs> it was I, oh, I don't know maybe not every time, but it happened a lot. So I'd have people like try to shoot on me and shit. And it was like, it's like, and we had some guys like that, and we kind of got rid of them. You know, not the name names, wow. but there, there was a few of those. So, but this well, time um, since we came back, it's been a lot of fun. Like we've just everybody gets along. It's been great. Like. I don't know. It's just been fun. It's been like our best point, I think, right now. Well, I watched the Twisted TVs on um, YouTube, and it does look like everybody is having a ball. Even the fans, you know, in the audience, they look like they're having a lot of fun, too. And, you know, that's the name of the game. If you're not having fun, then, you know, why are you doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, are you going to make a run for the Smash Smash Mouth 
wrestling championship? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not anytime soon because, like, uh, where's the – I'm kind of – I kind of do the book, so I kind of, kind of you know, because so, so basically well, if I, I win was, it, everybody will hate me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to be like Dusty Rhodes, right? You're not going to be the Dusty Rhodes of Milestone Wrestling. You're not going to – Nah, everybody yeah. will hate me. Plus, okay. plus, like, right now we got – those right now we got Cole who was like starting to do really good. Like since he's been doing really good. Then we have Terry who's like blowing up everywhere. So we're like well, we got a good. Speaking of Terry, with yeah, I mean Terry. I mean he was the most overseeing at five dollar wrestling next to freight train. Yeah, I, I mean, think he was more chill. over than freight train actually. <laughs> to me, yeah, it seemed like he was more I mean because train. everybody. Well, yeah, because everybody was, you know, chanting, and he was like, stop, stop, which I thought was hilarious to see him, you know, not exactly sure what to do with, you know, that uh, admiration. But um, speaking of Terry, what is it like working with him? And I know we've asked him, you know, how you prepare for this and that and the other, and you might give us the same answer that he gave us, but what is it like working with him? It's it's pretty good. Like I think I've only I've only wrestled Terry. I think maybe like three times. I think I've only wrestled one on one once. So it's like it was it was it was fun. I mean I don't really know what else to say, but like it was fun. Like at, at these times, like I think I wrestled like it might be like a year or so ago. Plus I wrestled in the four, the 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 last match, which was really fun. I mean every every time we wrestled. I've wrestled him. I've liked it. I mean, it's a good match. He kind of, like, his style works with my style. So, I mean, I don't really know what to say. Well, that's but. always good. <laughs> he's, 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 just, he's fun to wrestle. He's, he's got a good attitude. Right? Yeah, he has a good attitude and stuff. So, he, but he's, he's, he's doing great. <laughs> I don't know how to say. Like, he's, which is weird because he's been, like, around forever. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, People are starting to notice them. Which, which you know, when you well, when you get your own that, trading that card, happens. you know you've made it. Exactly. Oh, well, we, exactly. <laughs> when you get your own trading card, you hit the big time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just, just goofing. It's just Office Max. <laughs> well, hey, on. a trading card is a trading card. You know, it doesn't matter where it That's comes right. from. That's right. Yeah, and Tatino's really good at, at Photoshop. So, <laughs> so you get you get you get trading cards from Office Depot, and you get carving forks from Dollar General, you know, or, and and it all works out. <laughs> all works out. That's right, Mike. Um, if we didn't talk about this, we we'd be cheating the fans in the show. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the IWA incident, if we could. Um, okay. For, for, the, for the fans that don't know, for the listeners that don't know, IWA Mid-South held a, what they called a Queen of the Deathmatch tournament in Sellersburg, Indiana, and this was in 2008, which you were involved with, uh, and I use the term altercation loosely, uh, involving Ian Rotten, Devin Moore, Tank, and some other folks, fans at the show. Coming up on six years ago of this happening, what do you think about the whole thing now? Uh, like, I I still kind of hate some of them. <laughs> That's about it. Like, 
it was a this is the way it works. Like I, I went as like Detino was a real big fan of him, so so we kind of went up to the show. And he, the reason I have my gears is he told me, but I've heard so many stories. I heard one like they they paid me to go down there, which is like total bullshit. I was just like in the crowd. Then they're like, oh, somebody didn't come, so we're going to, like, have a match. Then, you know, will you wrestle Mickey, whatever. Mickey's kind of out of name or stuff. And, like, I said, yeah, but I probably should have knew better, <laughs> you know, because they're okay. like, oh, we're going to put you the queen of the death match, not the king of the death match. You know? so, right. but, so then I go, and we're talking over the match, and, like, we have stuff planned and stuff, then – then basically when I get in there, like, nothing. She does nothing that we plan. She completely goes, like, like you know, because, like, it's a hardcore match. At first it was supposed to be, like, they changed the stipple on me, like, three times. Then we're like, well, whatever it is, you know, we're going to, like, you know, work a little bit before we hit, you know, all the big shit. First thing she does is hit me in the face with light tubes. First thing. So at Woo! this point... I pretty much know they're they're just out to fuck me, <laughs> but right. I'm 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 trying to just hang in there and you know do what I can. But I was basically it sucks because like it is a shitty match, but I had no chance to do anything. Like there was no possibility because you can't wrestle someone who's not wrestling you back. You know, you can't right. have a good match with someone who doesn't want to have a good match with you when their entire goal is to make themselves look good by kicking your ass. <laughs> So, right. What well, I mean, it I'll, was. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. I said, but but technically, like the match, I think itself was, you know, it was a f- fucked up situation. But it's really after the match, I think, that where it went way too far. <laughs> right. You know, right. and we'll and we'll get into that. What? A, how long had you been actively wrestling prior to this event? I know you had said that you showed up in, with your gear and stuff. Had you been actively wrestling before that? Yeah, about two years. About two years. Okay. Yeah. Now, for and and you kind of you kind of spoke on this right at the beginning. For those that may not be familiar with this whole thing, there's been a debate online, and I went through and I've read you know several of the messages and the threads and all that that this whole thing was a work, that everything that went down. Uh, According to Ian Rotten, uh, that you stayed and watched the rest of the event. You got went back after the after all this took place. That you got cleaned up and, and came back and watched the rest of the event. Is that true? I did actually get cleaned up and watched the rest of the event. I really did. But like, well, I was like in Indiana. I live in North Carolina, and right. the truth is, I didn't really know how bad it was until I watched it, because like. After the match, like, I knew that I pretty much, you know, they fucked me or something, but, you know, I consider it what, paying dues or some bullshit. Like, I didn't really know. But then, like, but, like, when they did the curb stomp to me, like, the first curb stomp, I was pretty much out. I was moving, right. but I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I didn't really remember to see all the them cussing me and belittling me and all that shit, you know? So, so I got cleaned up and came back, and... Like, I didn't really know how big of a deal it was. Then I had people kept coming up to me and shit, but I didn't really... I didn't understand it because I was pretty much concussed. Like, I, like, after the first stomp, like, I think I remember, like, one second of Ian yelling at me. Then the next thing I know, I'm, like, in the locker room, and there's these people around me, and I'm, like, 
dizzy, got a headache. So I was out for probably 15, 20 minutes or something. Right. So I really didn't know how bad it really was until I watched it. Then then I got mad. <laughs> but here's the thing is so fucked up. It's like they try they try to get me to come back after that. Like and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, because like there's like I was like offering me a bus ticket or something. Like, we really need you, blah blah blah. You know, it was so over does oh we can I'm like I'm like, Yeah, that was just shitty. I can't do that, you know? So and when and when we were promoting the show, you know, I, I personally I, I sat and watched uh the video five or six times and and when we were promoting the show I had people asking me about it and one of the guys on uh, uh a guy that follows me on Twitter, uh it's at Parliament th- or Parla I'm gonna mispronounce this Parla three funk said, Honestly, I only knew Mike Levy from five dollar wrestling. Uh they played so I've seen some clips of it, and then he, and then he told me uh, that it's a wonder. He says, uh, "At from the armory, at from the armory, easily could have killed him with those curb stomps." And I know that you said that you had concussion effects. What other injuries did you sustain during that? You know, before and after. That was really it. Just my head was loopy. Like I didn't really get nothing serious. It was just the right. I guess it would be like concussion because I didn't know where it was at for like 30 minutes. But other than that, I didn't really get hurt too bad. A little bit of cuts and stuff like that. But and I, I know that you had, and this was another thing that you had kind of kind of mentioned on here uh, in your previous answer. Uh, my question was: Is that you know, had you did you ever work another IWA show after that event? Because Ian Rotten had told reporters and the police that you had been asked back for a future show date, that it was all part of the show. And my question to you was, and you obviously answered it, were you ever contacted to work for them again? And I'm going to presume you have not, he has not ever called you. Am I correct in that? No, I, w- I was contacted after the show to come back and wrestle for him. Really? Like, they, they wanted me to, I was contacted I think twice. It was like the show after, or, or like really close after, maybe like a few weeks after. They actually come back. Then they wanted me to do like a double death tournament. Right. So I was actually contacted twice um, to come back, but I just never did. And I have wrestled. This I think confuses people. Is I have wrestled for IWA, but there's like IWA Deep South, IWA East Coast since then. So it's a different IWA. <laughs> Not a lot of different. You know, but, yeah. There's a lot of different incarnations yeah. of IWA. Well, I had I had contacted Mickey Knuckles and I asked her if she would be willing to come on the show and she declined, but she gave me this statement to read. I asked her if there were any old wounds or anything that she would like to say and this is her quote. There are no wounds. He is a man that tried to hurt me in the ring and I defended myself. To this day, he still cries like a baby that he got beat up by a girl. So in effect, I made him famous. Otherwise, no one would know who he is. I don't think about him during my day-to-day life. However, it is assumed that he thinks about me all the time. Like, watch, don't even mention my name and see if he brings it up. It is very funny if you think about it. I wish him the best and hope the platform works for him, end of quote. Uh, and obviously, you know, from everything you've told me and from watching the video, I noticed at the very beginning of the video, and, and it depends on which clip you see, 
you can actually see Ian and Mickey talking before they, she comes out off the the porch or out of the back of this building, whatever it is. And I'd just like to know, you you feel, Mike, that this was this was a setup from the get go? Then, uh, probably. Like if it wasn't set up for the get go, she at least was like trying to make me look bad. Like you know, I mean it's obvious because he didn't do the match that was planned. He didn't do nothing, and like. I, the truth is, out of everybody, like, I've had people tell me, hey, man, we were like, if I could get along with Mickey, I'm like, no. Because right. it, it went, after the show, like, honestly, uh, most of the people were like, you know, sorry it went too far. Other than her, she was, like, screaming like a lunatic, like, because apparently she got a bruise on her head, which is, like, because she probably fucking gave it to herself. And, like, she was just, so, like, so <laughs> spoiled baby coddles. Like, like, I want... Yeah, I hate her. Like, I hope she dies. <laughs> I hate her. Like, <laughs> because, like, well, the, the deal is, like, you can say the whole beat up by a girl thing, but, okay, when you have it, when you're in your home fed and you have everyone around there on your side, you know, as the, if I would have, like, actually fought her, they would have fucking murdered me. <laughs> you know? When you right, have, so, you know, a whole yeah. gang... Of people behind your back, you can be as badass as you want to, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, and I and I and I like I said, I've watched the video five or six times, and you know I'll uh, you know as, as part of our program I'll have a not so much a commentary on it, but uh, it is it is more than evident in that video that for whatever reasons um, there was harm and intent there. I mean, it, it oh, doesn't yeah. take a rocket scientist to figure this out. You know, the the threads that I read about, you know, that it was all staged, that it was a work, that, you know, that this this was this and that was that. Right up front, you know, directly to you, I'm going to tell this to you and the listeners, that's a ton of bullshit. You know, oh, yeah. the uh, you can you can easily tell by the video, you don't have to be a, a wrestling aficionado or a wrestling genius like I am to figure out that these guys were intent on demonstrating or making a statement in the ring at your expense. Yeah, and I like the defend myself against you thing. Like, you could totally tell it. Like, well, like, the thing when they're saying I no-selled her, if you watch the match, you could tell she no-selled everything I did. Everything. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> right. So, it's right. like, there really is no defense. The, basically, the only defense they got is, like, the, their fan base is basically blind and will believe anything they say and there which i mean there's a lot of people who believe it man and i don't understand it like to me you can watch it and tell what it is but it's whatever but yeah, i don't know like i still get along with pondo like pondo was a part of that and then like me and pondo talked and we get along good now so right but and, and tank talked to me and we we, we kind of Got along good. I don't think Tank quite realized that, you know, he could have fucking killed me. But it was like, but, I don't know. Like, some of you just got along pretty good. And, like, I had a, it was like, diehard Destiny. This guy, uh, wrestling at Town Dragons with Drake Younger. He used to be Drake's partner. He, he told me after the show, and he's like, man, what, you know, he's going and telling me all that shit happened. And he's calling me telling the shit that they did to him when he was training up there. That like he they they choked him unconscious and like broke his ribs and all this crazy whacked out shit that IWA Mid South has did wow. like so they're like 
they're just shitty. <laughs> I mean, there's no, no way to say it. They're shitty. And right. I am at least glad of the fact that after this shit happened, they're, they're not, nowhere near as popular as they used to be, which is good. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, one of the things that, that I had said to Laura, you know, after I had saw, you know, that there was a big CNNI report, there were charges filed, this, that, and the other, and after watching the video, you know, I, and, and Laura and I were doing our show prep for this, and I said, you know, and the really big thing about this is that the event took place in Sellersburg, Indiana. I have no clue on God's green earth where Sellersburg, Indiana even is. It's yeah, where is right that? Of, it's right out of Indianapolis. It's very close right. to Indianapolis. Right. You know, so, you know, it, it just, uh, you know, like I said, uh, it's more than obvious. It doesn't take it doesn't take a genius to figure this all out. Uh, Mike, what do you got coming up on the in, on the horizon? Where, where, where can we see you at? How can we see you? Right now, the only thing I really have is the the milestone show coming up right now, okay. and then that's the closest thing I got. Other than that, I know we have other milestone shows. Then I don't even know when the next five dollars is. Right right now, milestone and five dollars are the main things I'm doing. I heard okay. there may be something else I may be doing, but I, I don't know for sure. <laughs> Terry used to okay. be hooking me up with something, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> sure. So. Now, Mike, I know that I know that you're on Facebook. Are you on Twitter? <laughs> I, I have a Twitter, but I'm never on it. <laughs> like, so I think it's okay. Mike Levy three is what it is, but. I get on. Think it's Mike Levy three. See, you're gonna have to get with it. You know, you know. Mike Levy three. That's how I find my finding name. But okay, I I only get on maybe once a month. (laughs) Okay, and if if people want to get a hold of you on Facebook, because I know that there was until I found you through Laura, there's like I don't know sixteen gazillion Mike Levies. Do you have your actual Facebook address? Is it like backslash Mike? Do you know it? I could, I could find it because I, I have it on right now. I think it's – I could be wrong, but I think it's – that's that misfit, Mike Levy. I could be wrong. Let me see here. Everybody's trying to search for Mike Levy now. You'll probably have like 600 friend requests after the show. I think that's he. I have seven updates now, so it's uh, Mike dot Levy dot fifty six eighty. Okay, I guess I don't have an actual name. Okay. Mike dot Levy what was it, Laura? Mike dot Levy dot fifty six eighty and it is at Mike Levy three and shame on you, you haven't been on here since the twenty fourth of January. Good lord, son. Okay. You need to get that updated. That that's the that's the way that we all communicate anymore. Twitter, yeah, I still kind of stick to Facebook because there's more pictures and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's more pictures and videos. I, I understand. I understand. Mike, I really <laughs> wanted to thank you for coming on the show tonight and talking a little bit about what you're doing, not only just in the past, but what you're doing in the future. I watched the five dollar wrestling event, and I was thoroughly entertained i put out several posts on it i believe i i tagged you in them too uh the best five dollars that i spent because for the simple fact i was entertained 
you know, and that, yeah. like what you had said, was the goal. So thank you very much for, for, for doing what you do. Yes, and, and I'll throw a plug to y'all. Thank y'all for putting up, like, North Carolina Independence, because no one ever does. So uh, thank y'all for that. And y'all are, like, my favorite show that I've ever did, I think, favorite Internet show I did. I did, like, six or seven, so. Okay. So, and I listen to y'all's pot. You listen to y'all, like, almost every week. I try to listen to you every week. Like, I'm a fan we, of y'all's product. So. We certainly appreciate thank that. Thank you. We certainly appreciate that. And before you go, Mike, would you be uh, would you be so inclined as to record a little a little bump for us to say something like, "This is Mike Levy, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show." Yeah, I can do it. You can go whenever do I, you're do ready. I have a go or just go? okay. You go when this you're ready. This is Mike Levy. You're listening to Live from the Armory. Thank you very much, Mike. I certainly appreciate you being on the show tonight. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, have a good Thanks, night. Thanks, Mike. See you sa- Saturday. See you Saturday, Lord. All right. <laughs> and there goes Mike. That was pretty cool. I really enjoyed Mike. I did, too. I enjoyed him, too. I mean, I enjoyed, you know, seeing him at $5 Wrestling. Um, I was, I'm was. i glad he took the fork out of his boot because I was really concerned he was going to stab himself. <laughs> but, um, well, little Donnie seemingly did... Little Donnie seemingly did oh, it little, just fine for him. Little Donnie, oh Good God, Lord. he was so he was so wound up because I think he was still maybe running on adrenaline from like where Terry had just whacked him in the head the week before. I was going to say um, we're going to have to uh, we'll have to get a hold of send Mike a message and send Terry and Big Donnie a message and tell them no energy drinks in the locker room prior to showtime. <laughs> He did all that with that. My goodness. The boy's dangerous. Yeah. He's dangerous. And we'll have Very, little Donnie. We'll, we'll have, have to get him on the show one on. week or something. Yeah, I, if I we can never keep I him agree. on. Yeah, that, that's the other point. Uh, very well spoken. Very good perspective. Uh, very, very surprised. Pleasantly surprised at Mike. I'm really glad that we had him come on the show. I am too, and I'm... I'm glad that he talked about the uh, the Mike Levy incident, you know, quote unquote, and that he, you know, didn't pull any punches. This is how I feel. This is what happened. He didn't sugarcoat it. He just, you know, he told he, it he exactly laid it out the way on the that table. It right, exactly. You know, and I think that that was one of the things. You know, I, I didn't want to dredge up anything or or make light of any situation. If, if and I ha- asked several fans to do this, and, and they obviously did because we got several replies on on this and what we're going to talk about next, protecting the business. Um, a lot of people were familiar with it, didn't necessarily know that the Mike Levy that we were having on tonight was the Mike Levy that was involved in the video, and that there was a reoccurring theme there, you know, that anybody with a pair of eyes could tell that this was not a work by any stretch of the imagination. This was planned. See, I I will be honest with you, I did not get to watch it. Um, But from what you're saying, it looks like the the fix was in, basically. It was... This was planned from the get-go, or it was planned somewhere along the way. Seemingly so, Laura, and... Yeah. That brought me up to the topic that we put out, and I know that you've got some replies to this, and this is the question that we put out on our Twitter account. 
and we put it out on our Facebook page about protecting the business. The hot phrases these past few months seem to be face of the company or what's best for business. The phrase I want to talk about tonight is protecting the business. Wrestling has always been like a family. Some call it a fraternity. And with those terms, there will always be those feel-good moments we would like to relive over and over and those skeletons in the clo- skeletons we would rather keep in the closet. Thinking back over events like David Schultz in 1984 slapping John Stossel when Stossel, while interviewing Schultz, said that he felt that wrestling was fake, or Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman on the David Letterman show in 82 made the world believe the exact opposite with what was perhaps the greatest work in wrestling history is what I think of when we talk of protecting the business is brought up. Somewhere between pro-wrestling secrets revealed and which Harley Race, one of the founding fathers of modern era kayfabe, destroyed something he worked so hard to protect, and the worldwide use of the Internet, which has turned the common fan into a smark, fans forgot what it meant to protect the business. It means to me, for a short period of time, that belief is suspended, the bad guy is bad, the good guy is good, and that we in front of the curtain are being entertained. Behind the curtain, it means people put each other's well-being in each other's hands. It means that while we are being entertained, that men and women with ideas and imaginations create ways for us to continue to be entertained while putting themselves at risk. This is their job. This is what they do. This is what they were trained to do. This is what we pay to see them do. All that being said, there are several videos of wrestlers extracting revenge on each other for stiff moves. The Mike Levy video goes beyond that. Is it a work? My gut tells me no. My gut tells me this guy had no place being in the ring with that opponent at that point in time in his career. Were the other wrestlers there protecting the business? No. They were pissed because a mutual friend and wrestler was hurt and was made to look bad by another wrestler. If they truly wanted to protect the business, maybe they should have looked into the talent that was booked on the card. Maybe they should have looked into Mr. Levy a little more, or maybe just dealt with things behind the curtain. That's what truly would have protected the business. I I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, You know, um, everybody says K-Save is dead, you know, um, and I miss it. I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, when uh, wrestlers weren't seen with one another, you know, you couldn't travel. It's kind of like um, what Cliff Compton talks about uh, with his trip to Nigeria. You know, uh, he and Doc had to ride in the back of the plane. They couldn't ride up in first class with uh, Udi because. You know, he was keeping kayfabe. You know, I'm wrestling you. You can't be up here with me. You know what I mean? Right. There's there's something missing about that in wrestling that I do miss. And the fact that, and I know that wrestlers do things like that because I've talked to wrestlers and they're like, you know, somebody stiffs you, you stiff them back. But you don't stiff them back to the point to where you stomp the dog shit out of them, pardon my language. And that's exactly what happened. 
Right, and that's exactly what happened on this. This man was curb stomped twice on a barbed yeah. wire ladder. And I'm not talking about yeah. from the mat. I'm talking about from, like, the second term buckle. It is no wonder to me how it is that this man was not killed or seriously injured to the point of never being able to wrestle again. You know? Right. And, and what would they have done if, you know, God... God forbid! What what have, what would happen if they had done that? There were you know there were charge right there were charges filed <clears throat> in this incident. Right. Charges were brought and eventually dropped. <clears throat> like I said, it doesn't take a, a wrestling genius to watch this video and realize exactly what went on. So, you know. Six years later, you know, Ian Rotten, Devin Moore, Tank, Mickey Knuckles, Mike Levy, any and all that were involved in this, if the match was going bad, if the match wasn't going the way that it was intended, you and I both know, Laura, there is more than one way to stop a match. Why let it continue and allow the events to unfold, not only in the ring, but after the match, why let them unfold unless that there was harm or intent? And that's exactly right. what happened. So you're you're exactly right. And um, our, our good friend George Coles has given me a quote about Mr. Ian Rotten. Yes. Ian Rotten is one of the biggest pieces of shit in wrestling. He does that shit all the time and barely pays the guys that work there. Ian is everything bad about indie wrestling. That's that's not surprising. And one of the, I know you have several things that that folks send into us that you want to right. read. And I'm going to say this last thing, and I'm going to shut up. The big gripe from Mr. Rotten, and 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 from what I've what I've read about about the whole thing, and and, and Mickey Knuckles was that she was scheduled to appear for TNA TV taping that she had had some type of deal worked out with TNA and did not want to appear at a national TV taping with a lump on her head, which seemingly, if you watch the video, is from her repeatedly headbutting Mike Levy. Um, As a matter of fact, and in the video you can hear Ian Rotten say, don't you understand, she's got TV next week, so on and so forth. Well, Mickey would go on and go to TV, and within that week's time frame, I believe it was within a week or two weeks, would break her leg and be out of action for six months and not to be in TNA. So you can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it karma. You can call it what goes around comes around. But this whole incident over a goose egg was nixed, not because of a goose egg, but because of a broken leg. So there you've got it. What did our fans say? What did you have to say about karma? What did our fans say? Oh, okay. Our fans said... Jason Souls, I posed the question out there, what does the phrase protecting the business mean to you? Jason Souls told us, to me it means keeping the myth alive. People who watch wrestling want to believe, so strive to keep them believing. Don't don't tell people how it's done. And never as a heel interact with the people outside of your match. If you are a heel, you are the one the second you hit the building, if you are with the fans, 
maybe you should be one. So, and that's, you know, keeping the kayfabe thing about it. And I get right. that. Right, and the even, suspension of belief. Um, yeah, and, um, you know, when I went to APW in Chester, the heels came out, the, the heels left through another entrance. Yes. The faces came out and interacted with the fans. The heels didn't. Right. So, you know, they're keeping kayfabe at least. And right. uh, our, our good friend Mike Levy uh, said this. To me, when people talk about protecting the business, they are usually assholes who try to shoot on people and are under some belief that fans are idiots and it should be like 1985 again. It is a delusional mind frame where wrestling should be the way you want it and anything different is wrong. I, I, you know, I, I can't disagree with that. You know, how many times do we get on social media and I see the same posts and tweets and all this other stuff i wish the attitude era were back i wish the attitude era were back and you know what folks i lived through the attitude era i watched wrestling through the attitude era and i can tell you if you compress the attitude era you can probably get two hours worth of great ooh moments and the rest of it was stuff like um mark henry being sexual chocolate and May Young giving birth to a hand. Yeah, okay? you're exactly right. The Attitude Era, and people go on and on about it, all they've, all they've watched is that two-hour highlight reel and think that every Monday night was like that. Or, the, you know, no. it just wasn't that way, folks. It, it, just didn't, it just didn't happen like that. Now... It was when you bad. Threw, when, right. Way. When you threw in the competition with WCW and you threw in, you know, what they were doing on ECW, and I can even say this, and I know George Cole is going to blast me on this. At some point in time, the bar was raised so high in ECW that nothing became shocking anymore. You know, first we'll have a table. Then we'll have a flaming table. Then we'll have a flaming table wrapped in barbed wire. And then we'll have two flaming tables. And then we'll forget that. We'll just fill the whole ring up with tables. You know, it just got, the bar kept getting raised and raised and raised because fans expected more and more and more. Now, that's not to say that it wasn't entertaining because there were some great moments in ECW. But for all the bloody, violent matches that occurred, some of the best wrestling never involved blood or hardcore wrestling. It was involved with the, with the lightweights and with the cruiserweights, with the, with the lucha, with the luchadors that Paul Heyman brought in, right? So exactly, exactly. So don't sit and try to tell me that the Attitude Era was all this, that, and a bag of chips because it wasn't. You know, the ECW it, no, era. No, it wasn't. The ECW era was great, but could it? It, it did not have longevity in the sense that eventually at some point the bar would be too high and the wrestler's bodies would give out. Well, you know, anything this... special isn't meant to last forever. No. You know what I mean? That's what makes it special. When we're talking about, when I'm talking about protecting the business, what I'm talking about is not so much necessarily all of these 
wrestling information sites that want to give out news and spoilers and so on and so forth. It's not so much about, you know, the wrestlers being stiff with one another. What I'm talking about in protecting the business is almost like protecting our imagination and trying to close some of that out. There, there is little to be left to the imagination anymore. And I'm like you, Laura. I miss that time when the good guys were good and the bad guys were bad. There were clear lines and feuds happened and so on and so forth. And I'm not going to lie to you, folks. I broke my own promise. I watched Raw on Monday night because I went out on a limb and I said, that on Monday Night Raw, the greatest work of all time would be in full spotlight in Chicago, Illinois, with CM Punk. And guess what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Because the fan yeah, in me, dirty. the fan in me, wanted to relive that glory from a couple of years ago when CM Punk walked out with the belt and said, Hi, Colt huh? Cabana, maybe I'll just go back to Ring of Honor. I wanted to relive that. Right. I wanted CM Punk to walk down that aisle and look right at Triple H and look at Daniel Bryan and say, point at Triple H and say, I'm tired of you screwing me. Look over at Daniel Bryan and say, I'm tired of the yes movement. Here's how, you know, I'm tired of the fans. I'm tired of this whole circus. I've got an idea. Let's all have a match at WrestleMania, the three of us, and we'll see who gets screwed the worst. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Bob, you can never go home again. You no, can never you can't. go home again. You can't. So, and I put this out um, on social I, media. Go ahead, Laura. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I, think, I think that was a snub to the fans in Chicago. I think it was a snub to the fans, you know, watching on uh, uh, TV because it was like, you know, you guys think you're so smart and you think you know what's going to happen, and you don't. So we win again. Mm, you know? That's what well, I felt we, like. You had credible most of the time. 95 to 96% credible sites that reported mm-hmm. and fed the fire and told people that CM Punk would be in Chicago. And I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to read to you the tweets that I put out about the whole thing. There's only, there's only four of them. I'll admit, okay. I wanted to, I'll admit I wanted to believe Punk would be at Raw. I wanted to believe that at WWE would recreate the magic a couple from a couple of years ago. It's just not in the cards. If Punk is truly gone for whatever reasons, it will leave a void that WWE will have a tough time filling. A tough time because the curtain is pulled back to see how all parties handle themselves and if what is best for business is about money or the fans because what is best for business isn't necessarily what we like, but it's what we get, and we tune in regardless because of passion. Where do we go from here, WWE? That's, That's a the good way question. that I put it. Where do you go? Where do you go? 
now that it's all out in the open, where are you going to go with it? You know, protecting the business. We're talking about letting the guys do what they do and letting the fans do what they do. You know, sometimes there's just too much information, Laura. Decisions are made that are not necessarily the right decisions, whether it involves matches, whether it involves booking. You know, we could go on forever and a day about how something should be booked or what I think the outcome is or what I think is best for business. But protecting the business for me is still having that suspension of belief. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I see things like the Mike Levy incident, my belief is not suspended. My belief is turned in, in... my belief has turned into a sickness. Yeah, horror. I mean, to actually witness, I mean, that was a beating. I mean, that was, you know, like you said, you know, charges were filed but dropped. I mean, Mike could have got them for assault because that's basically what that was. That was a public assault. You're correct. You are correct. Un- it it, just, it mystifies me. It mystifies me that six years later that people are still believing that somehow that that this was a work that you know that that he was paid to take this you know this that and the other and you know Mike kind of said it best himself you know that even after that fact even after that people wanted to shoot on him from for seeing it you know it is you know it is what it is but it's not the way that it mm-hmm. should be it's yeah. not the way that not, it should not, be not at all. Not so, at all. Not at all. Reminder, folks, that... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Laura. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say that, you know, um, that's what gives wrestling a bad name, you know? Yeah, and there, and his video is off. not the only one. His video is not the only one. Terry Houston just posted a video just this past week of another wrestler that yeah. uh, mm-hmm. had done the not the exact same thing, but the the same premise was behind of it. You can see one guy do a move that, you know, a sharpshooter type move that to me didn't look like it had been applied for that long, and it seemed like he either slipped or lost his footing and kind of torqued back a little bit. The next thing you know, this guy is trying to break this dude's ankle, trying to break his arm, literally trying to push this guy's arm out of place, hollering at him the whole time, and the ref's just standing there. And I'm like... You can see what's going on. Find a way to end the damn match before somebody gets hurt. You know, this isn't necessary. This isn't protecting the business. So, reminder, folks, if you would like to be a co-host on this show on March the 26th, contact us via Twitter or via Facebook. Our Twitter address is at From the Armory. Our Facebook link is Laura? It is facebook.com backslash live.armory.nine. Contact us. Put up a video. Put up a link. Put up a post. Put up an Instagram. Put up a Vine. Put up whatever you want to put up. Just put something up. And let us know why you should be a co-host on the show for March the 26th. And we will announce the winner live on air on March the 19th. I did want to say that next week's guests, we're going to have two of them, two of them on deck. Uh, 
Hollywood Chuck and Rodney Mack will be joining us next week. And uh, for some of you that may have the WWE Encyclopedia, Rodney Mack was a former WWE superstar. So we will have them on. They're, 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 working, a, they're working a promotion out of South Louisiana, out of Lafayette, Louisiana, if I remember correct. Uh, and we're going to have both of them on the show. And they're going to talk a little bit about wrestling around in this area. They're also going to talk, uh, they have a few things that they want to address about uh, some statements that Luke Hawks made about wrestling in, in South Louisiana. So we're going to give them a platform to do that. So you don't want to miss that next week, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Hollywood Chuck and Rodney Mack will be, uh, will be with us. Laura, do you have anything that you'd like to yes. say to the good people before we call it a night? Well, I would like to say thanks again for tuning in. We always appreciate it. We hope that we've entertained you at least a little bit. But, you know, hey, if we haven't, even if we've made you mad, let us know on our Facebook page or Twitter or on our individual Facebook pages, you know. Uh, we just we love to hear the you know the accolades and things like that. But if we're doing something that you don't necessarily agree with, then you know do let us know. Uh, we we'll take criticism just as well as anyone else. And I do want to give our good uh, friend uh, since we were talking about the attitude error. Uh, our good friend George Coles, who hosts Heel Heat, he has a great anti attitude error video. If you go to YouTube uh, and search Heel Heat, you'll be able to watch that because George isn't uh, a fan of the Attitude Error much either. So check him out. But um, I think that's about all I've got, Bob, unless, you know, maybe that guy who tried to call in, did he try to call back or we, did we have anything. anybody? Okay. I don't all right. Anything. I knew that he had. Okay. See something. Hold on here. Who is this? Seven oh four, you're on with live armory. No. Nope. Not tonight, Laura. It's okay. just not in the works. All right. Well I just wanted to give, you know, that guy a chance because he said he was going to call in and I didn't want to, you know, have someone miss their opportunity to be on live from the armory. Nope. Folks, we really appreciate you being with us tonight. If you, missed, if you missed our episode, you can always go to iTunes and you can download it. Just go into the, uh, just go to the search bar and hit uh, type in Armory and then go down to the podcast link and you can uh, download, uh, download the episode and, uh, and listen to it at your leisure. We're on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're here every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Folks, really appreciate you uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, next week again, Hollywood Chuck and Rodney Mack will be with us. Until then, folks, we'll see you next week. I'm Bunkhouse Bob. She's lovely Laura. And remember, folks, <laughs> there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week. Good night. See ya.